Welcome to episode 84 of Crack to Customer Code. I'm Adam Borg, and I'm here as always with the wonderful Walters, we'll call her. Ginny Walters, my <laughs> co-host. That sounds like a good WWE name or something. <laughs> the wonderful Walters? I don't know. Yes. I don't, that doesn't sound very intimidating getting in the wrestling ring. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a team, though. <laughs> the wonderful, yeah, that's true, because it sounds, <laughs> I like that. Oh, wow. Well, we have got a great episode today. I'm so excited. We have Sylvie DiGiusto. I think I say I am saying that right. And she does executive image consulting and branding. And man, she was awesome. This was just such a fun episode. This was one of my favorite interviews, I think, because she's so high energy and she has so many great ideas and has so much knowledge on this topic that all of us can learn from it. So it's really exciting and I can't wait to get to it. But before we do... Maybe you should share something with us. What do you say, Adam? I will share something. And that <laughs> is a question. What prevents most customer-facing teams from succeeding? It is a lack of effective training. CTS Service Solutions offers a half-day in-person workshop and our newly designed virtual workshop that are designed to motivate and educate your customer-facing team members. Using energy, excitement, and interaction, our workshops help frontline teams embrace a customer-centric outlook and then... They give them the skills and confidence they need to handle any service interaction. Learn more at CustomerHeroWorkshop.com. That is CustomerHeroWorkshop.com. And if you'd like to reach this specialized audience of customer service and customer experience leaders by being a show sponsor, you certainly can. Go to CrackTheCustomerCode.com slash sponsor for full details. All right. Well, let's get right into our interview. Let me tell you a little bit about Sylvie DiGiusto. People packaging is what she does. Sylvie DiGiusto helps individuals and organizations to explore how people make up their minds very quickly about them, their leadership potential, or their company. And when they do that, they either open the door or they slam it shut. 20 years of corporate experience and her ability to empower people to influence the success of their own career has led to her launching Executive Image Consulting based in New York City. It's where she uses her extensive corporate expertise as a professional speaker, corporate trainer, and image consultant for professionals, politicians, and companies who place great importance in themselves and their powerful appearance. Sylvie is Austrian by birth, French in her heart, Italian in her kitchen, German with her work ethic, and American by choice, and she has one of the most wonderful accents to listen to. So let's jump right in to our interview with Sylvie. Hey, Sylvie, how are you today? Thank you very much. I'm fine here in cold and freezing New York City while we are recording this interview. <laughs> I, I can relate, Sylvie. I'm in Chicago. <laughs> I'm in Orlando. Y'all can throw snowballs at me now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to complain now, Adam, about being cold in, in Orlando? <laughs> yes. I, I, I actually had to put on a long sleeve shirt the other day. It was very, very troubling. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sensing a lot of empathy here. <laughs> well, Sylvie, we're so happy to have you on. And, you know, I, I saw you speak and uh, we met over in Tampa at the NSA meeting and uh, that's the National Speakers Association for those of you mm -hmm. listening, not the NSA that is listening to this. And, uh, you know, it was great. I really loved your talk and I love your focus on personal branding. So it's an important area to customer service and I think it's often overlooked. And I actually did a whole chapter in Be Your Customer's Hero about the idea of first impressions and that old cliche, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. So tell us, I know there's a lot of science behind this. Tell us about the science behind first impressions and just how important they really are. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, the first science I'm going to share with you is very simple. It's basically the science that and the knowledge that you make a first impression 
all this. It just happens. It happens in a blink of an eye, and they say that it happens usually around 3,000 times per day. So now you might wonder, where do I make 3,000 impressions every day? I even don't meet 3,000 people, right? And that might be true, but we make um, first impressions in many different ways in the meantime. We make them in person when we go into a meeting or when we meet a customer, and then, of course, we make it in person or we make it um, on the street, even not aware about because people walk just by. But you also make a first impression um, on the telephone or on a video conference. And last but not least, and this gets really more important, um, you make an impression all the time on the internet. Maybe right now somebody Googles your name or your product or your company and finds something about you. And even if you don't know about it, you just made an impression. So we say that you do that around 3,000 times per day. And that first impression, and that's another science, happens within three, seven, or ten seconds. So there are different studies out there. It really doesn't matter that if it happens in three seconds or seven seconds. What matters is it happens automatically, no matter if you are female or male or young or old or experienced or not, or in the body of Mother Teresa, you all <laughs> judge others. You just do it instantly, and you make, of course, an impression automatically. And what happens in somebody's brain is that you make 11 major decisions during those seven seconds. So you immediately decide on someone's economic level or on the educational level or the level of sophistication. You um, you decide if somebody is competent, is honest. You even think about the religious background, the political background, or the level of success. Is somebody successful in what he or she does or not? You don't go through that list and say, okay, first uh, judgment <laughs> done, second judgment done. Uh, what you do is that you usually imprint one word in somebody's brain. So that one thing people remember, re, re, when they think of you, they think of you with that one word and that one impression in the background. Wow. And, and this so is much. What happens. Yes, yes, yes. I always, I always joke with men, especially in my audience, and say, you might be surprised what you can do in seven seconds. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you it's know, true. I'm on your list and I've got your ebook, Seven, uh, well, sorry, A Hundred Ways to Make a First Impression. It's awesome. <laughs> and I got a kick out of the second one. It was actually like, check your teeth, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So I. Yeah. Oh, I knew this guy, and the first advice he got, he went to teach high school at a col um, at a college. He went to teach high school, and one of the older professors gave him a piece of advice. He's like, what, what should I know? He said this, check your zipper, check your nose, check your teeth. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very often clients ask me and say, wow, that sounds like micromanagement. And I say, yeah, it's, it's micromanagement. It's like a puzzle you put together with uh, thousands of pieces. And you know what? You can wear a great suit from head to toe. But if you have spinach between your, uh, in your teeth, they're going to find that little piece of spinach, right? <laughs> because this is also something what we do that... We usually don't focus on things that are right. Mm. We focus mm. on the things that go wrong. So we don't go out of the meeting and say, wow, today everybody had a great breath, right? <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that. Or wow, everybody cleaned shoes today. Or wow, everybody had such a great body language and nobody had a tick, right? <laughs> we, we immediately, we find that one thing that's wrong. Nobody talked about Hillary Clinton's hair 25 <laughs> years, but everybody talked about it when it started to be really wrong. <laughs>
Well, I think it's really it's fascinating how much we do process in that in that really small moment of time and I think it's a great point that it happens in all of these different places because you take, you know, Adam and I actually knew each other virtually before we knew each other in real life and we <laughs> we met in an airport kind of by happenstance a little earlier than we expected to meet in real life and it's funny cuz I think in a regular situation, we would have been sitting next to each other in an airport and just thought nothing of it, and it would have been whatever. And instead, it was like this reunion, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Because <laughs> we we had already made an impression through all these different channels. But you know, there are times where, as much as we try, we might make a bad first impression. Mm -hmm. uh, we are human, and this happens. So, mm -hmm. how do you recover from that? If people are making all of these judgments so quickly about you, how can you overcome that? And how easy is it? Well, it's very easy. You just hire me, first of all. And I'm going to <laughs> That's the easiest way. Excellent but, uh, answer. Yeah, but on a, uh, on a serious note is, um, yes, of course, you can recover from it. It's, it's just a first impression. And you know what I always tell my clients also? It's easy to make a great first impression. That's really easy. The art is to make a great lasting impression. And um, if you for any reason made a first bad impression, you can recover, but it's really, really, really hard to change that first impression because, again, your brain works against you. We want to be right. We are looking for proof. It's confirmation bias that works against you. So if we identify something small like... You know what, um, we see something dirty on a suit and we somehow identify that person might be a lazy person or not, not take care. Afterwards, we're looking for their behavior, for their communication, for everything, for proof or signs that confirm that we are right with our first initial thought. That's just how we like to be. We, we like to be right. Uh, I almost share a personal example that I'm that kind of... Um, woman who goes to the refrigerator and just takes out a bottle of water, drinks something, and puts back the bottle of water into the refrigerator and doesn't close the cap as appropriate as my German husband would expect me to close <laughs> it, right? Believe it or not, he finds every single piece in this apartment that I leave open. Every single piece. <laughs> but he never, and trust me, I close things. He never sees anything that I close. It's confirmation bars that works against me. I can relate to that with a yes, husband yes. who thinks that, yeah, I have bad parking karma. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 the same, same. But he, he will never comment on when, when you probably park somewhere very well and very easily, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so staying <laughs> out you, of Sylvie. this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, uh, another example is currently Donald Trump. People are just waiting for something to prove, you know, whatever he says, whatever he does, however he appears, people are looking for proof for their first initial thought they had about him and ignore everything else. And so that's the reason why it's really hard to, it's just hard work to change a negative first imprint. And I encourage everyone, especially with the first impression, just just don't risk that, you know. It's, it's so much easier to uh, make a great first impression and people are going to look for proof either. So if you go in, 
there and you appear very successful, for example, and, and, and very powerful and very positive, they are going to find proof in your behavior, proof in your communication, and they're even going to find proof in your product or the service you are selling to them because you are the representation of your product, your service, the company you work for. Well, that's interesting. And since we're discussing uh, domestic uh, debates, we'll call them, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe you can help me out, Sylvia. And I am going to quote you and be like, you know what? She's an expert and she, <laughs> she took my side on this. Where do you stand on dressing up for air travel? Because I tend to, I don't like wear a, like a tuxedo or like really business clothes, but I don't dress down. I don't wear a t-shirt and jeans. I'm always like, you never know who you're going to meet on a plane. And my wife's like, just relax, dude. So no. where, where, where do you stand on this as a first impression person? <laughs> well, you really never know who you are going to meet and where you're going to end up next to. And I always want people to be prepared when they leave in the morning. Where am I going to? Uh, what am I planning? Who I'm going to meet? What are they wearing? What is uh, their customer wearing? So how do I represent myself in the best possible way? And that also can happen um, on the plane, of course. And of course, I don't look on a plane the way I look the same on uh, on a stage, right? But it's kind of a representation of myself that might be a little bit more casual. But what many people just think, or what is wrong, is that many people think that casual means sloppy, and it means anything else but sloppy. You know, casual means just a little bit of a more relaxed way of uh, what I would usually wear um, at work. Okay, I'm going to take all of that to basically mean Sylvie says I'm right. So I'm going to tell my wife that. Thank you very much. <laughs> exactly, I appreciate that. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Speaking of confirmation bias. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you are right at Genie has excellent parking skills. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, always put the cat back on the bottle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we have a lot of professionals that listen to this podcast. And what I really loved from your speech was that concept of the ABCDs of a professional imprint, which really talks about how you can present yourself professionally better. So can you break that concept down for us? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what happens is when we imprint that word in the first seven seconds, we have four factors uh, that we take into consideration. And I call them the ABCDs. The first is your A for appearance, the way you look, your body image. Are you tall? Are you short? Are you fat? Are you lean? Do you take care of your body? Which clothes do you wear? Which style? What's the quality? Uh, what are the fabrics, the colors? Everything you kind of see in a visual um, way. Also your grooming, your makeup, everything that's visual. But looking good is simply not enough. It's important and it's probably the biggest part in those seven seconds because you cannot really perform something or show your excellence in seven seconds. It's all the information you deliver, deliver but it's not enough. And then there is the B for behavior. And I put body language in there. How do you stand? How do you walk? How do you present your body as an entity? But also something um, I call just very simple and old-fashioned and traditional business etiquette skills. Do you shake hands? Do you look in um, someone's eyes? I, I very much enjoyed the chapter in your book, Adam, where you say, um, I think customer service lessons your grandma taught you. <laughs> because um, very often I go in front of my audiences, especially younger people, and say, I'm mama. I'm not now going to tell you what your mama should have told you, right? So <laughs> That's awesome. 
very, very simple things, but they count into that first impression when you shake someone's hands or not, or if you look uh, uh, in someone's eyes or on your iPhone screen uh, while, they, while they talk to you, right? And then afterwards, there's the C for communication. They say that the first 11 words in every conversation are the most important ones. And so how do you fill up those 11 words with just how are you doing? I mean, then you already wasted kind of half of it. Or do you present immediately some positive information or some proof that you, have pre that you are prepared, that you know something about the person or the customer you are meeting and he's already vowed by the information you delivered and the preparation you obviously put into this conversation? And how do you say it? The volume of your voice, the sound of your voice, the pace, so how do you communicate during that first impression? And, you know, to be very honest, those ABCs, it's nothing I came up with. Everybody you talk with about uh, image and first impressions should hopefully come with that concept. But I added the D, the digital footprint, because I just find that nowadays more often, in fact, we make a first impression in a digital way than we make it in one-on-one uh, -on -one personal um, way because, you know, we li live in a digital area and somebody Googles you or uh, there is social media. And even if you just send out an email, how do you greet people and how how do you write that email and are there typos and how, how do you end that email and how structured is it or text messages. There are so many digital ways we communicate with people that every time we do that, we make an impression on somebody else. Hmm. Wow. That's all. That's all we have to do. That's all. I got it. We got it covered. <laughs> and, you know, Sylvie, I think it's uh, this topic is is so fascinating because we all have to deal with this in our daily lives and in our businesses. And you've really taken this and you have a thriving consulting business. And Adam was telling me a little bit about some of the amazing ways you've built a business around technology. And so I'm curious, how do you look at your own uh, design for your customer journey for your business? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I basically, I, I offer two different things um, in, in my business. One is when I got hired by companies um, or conferences as a speaker. And um, let's just take this apart uh, aside because this is very different. But if you, for example, would um, decide to hire me as an image consultant, as your coach to work with one-on-one -on -one with you on your goal, what you would do is you would go on um, my website, you would sign up there for an initial consultation. And what happens next is that you immediately get um, an online questionnaire where you will have to invest around three hours to answer hundreds of questions I have for you. Because as I told you, image is like an my, it's like a puzzle, it's micromanagement. I have to know a lot about you and your goals and the first part I'm going to ask you about your body image and which relationship you have um, to your body and which parts you like and which parts you don't like as much and it's it's this painful that you will have to upload pictures for me so I really see the truth. I, I have to know the truth, <laughs> oh, right? Oof. Then I send you on a virtual shopping tour. That's the part that uh, 
usually my clients enjoy most because unlimited credit and they can shop whatever they want. I give them seven different options with seven different suits, seven different shirts, seven different dresses. Of course, there is something, uh, a pattern in behind, something I try to figure out what you tend to choose and how you would like to present yourself, obviously. And then the third part is a long part about your career, your career goals, how you judge others. Because what you think about others says a lot about the way you want to be uh, perceived. And well, then the first thing is you have to invest a lot of time in preparing that information for me so that I better understand your image goals and your current situation. And then there are two options, either we meet immediately or you go through an online process where I provide videos and online learning programs where you can figure out what your current image tells the world and why people might judge you the way they judge you and what you would have um, to change in order to be perceived, for example, more powerful or stronger or more approachable, whatever your um, goal is. And if we go the, uh, the road of the route of a virtual consultation, I then set up a virtual closet for you, which means that you have a closet like in your home, just somewhere <laughs> on the internet on my website. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to fill it up with uh, pieces for you that are just perfect and that in terms of your appearance, make that impression that you want to make on other people. Because if I have learned one thing uh, during my career is it's just better to influence that first impression and make it exactly the way that you want it to be than to lean back and hope that it's going to be um, a great one. And that's especially important if you work in customer service related areas or if you um, have customer facing roles, because something else I found very important that Adam wrote in his book is Although customers don't usually know what they want, they want to see something in you. You know, they want to mm -hmm. see something in you that's related to the product or the service you sell or the company you work and you can very much influence that. Maybe they want to see in you that you are trustworthy because you work somewhere in finance and uh, the more money usually is involved, the better it is if you appear very trustworthy mm -hmm. or if you are if you are somewhere in a very creative industry, you know, that suit, for example, can look very, very different, differently because they want to see creativity in you and innovation in you. And this is the way I help people to influence that first impression they make on others. That's such an amazing wow. process and such a... It's interesting. We always talk about the difference in customer journeys and how you know, mm -hmm. one customer journey is going to be completely different from another company's. And yours is such an exploration of the self and who a person is. It seems very intimate and personal. So it's really interesting how you've designed it. But I, I, you, one thing, you're at a little disadvantage here, Sylvie, because you can't see us, but we have a, we have another thing going where Jeannie and I can see each other. So we don't. Oh. You're going to out me, Adam. So I'm going to completely out you. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, he was just great. Grinning ear to ear when you started talking about that virtual closet. <laughs> yeah, you found your audience. <laughs> How fun. Uh, no, that's a really cool idea. 
So amazing. Uh, so one quick question to wrap it up here. I know, obviously, what you just described, we work with organizations across the globe and their employees on improving their image. So that was sort of the personal side of the consulting. Tell us what leaders can do at an organizational level to approach image you know, for their organizations and for their teams. Uh, especially as a leader in an organization, it's just one of the many examples where you should lead by example. That's the most, you know, when I, when I work with leaders in organization and they tell me about the challenges they have with how their team members appear and behave and communicate, my first question is always back that I ask them, are you sure that you are leading by example? Because, you know, your team members look up to you and they follow you and it's just not okay if you don't have your things together to criticize or work on anything your team members do, right? So lead by example, that's the easy way to avoid those things and also to make people just to follow you because very often in addition to the regular image related workshops or trainings or seminars I offer I have a one add-on where I teach them how to have those very difficult conversations with employees because we think that it's difficult to tell somebody that he or she has a bad breath, right? <laughs> it's really not a conversation um, we enjoy. And I teach them to go through those conversations that are much more difficult usually uh, than um, uh, you are just, uh, I mean, a bad breath is, is quite uh, easy to handle, right? So there are more different, uh, difficult topics. But I always tell them, if you lead by example and if you make sure that you do those things right, more people are going to follow you and look up to you and it's going to be easier for you to have those conversations anywhere. If you fly in on a very deep dress code or very low dress code level and if you wear jeans um, at work every single day, don't, don't be surprised if your employees wear something that's even worse than this or even more casual <laughs> than this. But it's, it's, it's just very simple. Lead by example. That's my main recommendation I always give. Well, I, I love all of these messages, and I think they're so important. And I think we could all remember that a little bit more in our lives to lead by example in every area of our life mm -hmm, before mm -hmm. we start criticizing and taking down others. Uh, but this was really, really fascinating. And I know I, I learned a lot and got some really great reminders. And uh, <laughs> I am looking forward to checking out the virtual closet. Oh, um, <laughs> So before we wrap up here, how can people find you on the internet? Oh, they um, just Google my very simple name, Sylvie Diciosto. That's the first way. It's <laughs> <laughs> just quite um, uh, difficult. And then uh, Google people packaging. Uh, that's um, probably uh, easier. But you can find me on my website, which is executive-image-consulting.com. You can find my book, The Image of Leadership, on Amazon. You can also find a free mobile app in the iTunes Store and in Google Play, where you can have your little image consultant myself in your pocket every single day <laughs> and you can find me all over social media um, especially on twitter but also um, facebook and google plus fantastic well we will get all of that into the show notes thank mm -hmm. you so much for your time and your wisdom today and i hope you continue to warm up there in new york yes thank oh, you thank sylvie you <laughs> thank you very much i hope you continue to warm up down in florida too <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah me too shirt, with your long sleeve shirt i'm very sorry for you <laughs> oh man this was awesome sylvie thanks so much thank, thank you, you. 
We hope you enjoyed episode 84 of Crack the Customer Code. We are all much better images now. <laughs> we, we all look much better. Just, just from listening to Sylvie, I think we look better. I think you're right. We're all sitting up straighter and we have, you know, fresher breath. <laughs> hey, that's important. I love, uh, God, this was such a great episode. But if you want to see the show, notes, we'll have all the links for Sylvie there and all of our episodes. Subscribe and send us feedback, too. You can do that at crackthecustomercode.com. I'm Jeannie Walters. Stay current on the latest customer experience trends and insights and be among the first to hear about upcoming webinars, learning opportunities, and more. Just head over to 360connects.com slash subscribe. And I'm Adam Tapora. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.